This is Justin Michael Williams, and welcome to the Kingdom Podcast. This is for everyone. All beliefs are welcome here. And so it doesn't matter if you call it God, spirit, the universe, crystal, science, or unicorns. You are welcome here. This is our moment to connect to something greater. This is our moment to remember how powerful we really are. Welcome to the kingdom. We begin each session with a prayer. Let's begin. God, Spirit, Universe, all that is, all that ever has been, and all that ever will be, we thank you. Thank you for bringing us together in this moment. Thank you for expanding and opening our hearts and our minds so that we can hear the exact message that we were meant to hear today. Thank you for giving us permission to feel, even with the rising tides of the emotions that are so heavy and so deep sometimes during this time, during this pandemic, during this social unrest, we know that if we are allowed to feel it, then we can heal it. And we thank you for giving us the strength and the power and the courage to step into our vulnerability and to feel even the things that we were scared to feel before. Because we are the first generation with the opportunity to do this work and we thank you for putting us here. We know we are exactly who was meant to be alive in this time and we know that the healing we do on ourselves now in the present heals generations backward and generations forward. So may we rise up May this be our time. And we thank you, God, Spirit, Universe, all the names that you go by, all that is, all that ever has been, and all that ever will be, for bringing us right here, right now, into the center of infinity. That's all there is. And so now in this moment, I invite you to call forth your personal prayer. I'll be silent for the next few seconds. And just invoke whatever you'd like for this session today or for your day. Begin. God, Spirit, Universe, all that ever has been, all that ever will be, we thank you. Let all the words that are spoken today by me and by everyone in the chat box and all the thoughts that are even brought up and all the ideas that come and all the sharing that we do with our friends and families after this help us take this ripple out into the world. 
And I'll just close our prayer today with a short prayer of protection, which I got from Brenda Villa, who is a guest here. It goes like this. I call upon a divine ray of love and protection. And I draw a circle around me and my body. Me and my bodies. And in this circle, I place the white light of peace, the blue light of healing, the clear red light of energy, and the orange light of courage, and the purple light of protection. And I demand and declare that nothing and no one shall come between me and my circle. So it is. Ashe, Aho, Salam, Amen, Satnam, Om. Thank you. Let's begin. <laughs> so, today's session, I think many of you will really enjoy. And this session that we're doing today is on the power of emotions. The power of emotions. And we are going to dive deeply into this today in a way that really I've been kind of, as, as I think y'all can tell, I'm like, I'm like taking us on a little journey, right? And we're preparing. And last week we got to dive in together with the power of music and our voice. But what does this sharing space of our voice even come from? What is it that we want to share, especially as it relates to our voice and the way we step into the world and how emotions show up in our lives? And what we do, and Alonzo named it, and I'm going to dive into this later, Alonzo named it right there in the chat box. If you can feel it, you can heal it. Right? If you can feel it, you can heal it. But if you don't feel it, you can't heal it. And so what I want to get into is this. We all have a story around how we might have pushed down our emotions. We all have stories of moments when we haven't been able to feel what it is that we need to feel in order to heal and I'm going to get into exactly what I mean by that right now. So let me tell you all a story, okay? So many of you will be surprised to hear this, but once upon a time, once upon a time, long, long ago, I was actually engaged, okay? I was engaged to an to a incredible man, incredible, incredible young man um, who, who was my partner at the time. And um, I was in therapy with him. And we went to, we started going to couples counseling before we ended up breaking up. And I'm in the therapy session. It was, it was one of my early, early days therapy sessions. I was like 20, I think I was 23 or 22. And I am in therapy and the woman, the therapist goes, and she asks me straight up, she goes, so with this situation, Justin, how do you feel? Like, how is this making you feel? And I remember in that moment <laughs> saying, well, I feel like he, I feel like he is not listening to me. And she goes, no, how do you feel? 
I said, I feel like every time I'm talking, he has something to say. Like he thinks he knows what's right. And she goes, no, how do you feel? And I just kept saying, I feel like, and she, in that moment, gave me this thing that I have taken with me like forever, which is anytime you say, I feel, and the word like follows it, <laughs> you're not saying how you feel. <laughs> you're turning it into a narrative or a story. And often putting the, pointing the finger of blame of how you feel, quote unquote, onto someone else. Okay, so like when we say, I feel, I feel like, and especially if it follows with you or like he or like whatever, usually you're on the wrong track. Okay, and I remember learning that for the very first time in that therapy session. She was like, take the word like out and then, and then what do you have there if you just say, I feel. And it's so interesting because, you know, so many of us, we have to think about when we're going through understanding our feelings, do we have our feelings or do our feelings have us? Do you have your feelings? Do you have feelings rather is what that should say? Or do they have you? So oftentimes we hear ourselves, even when we're trying to do things, right? Like things that we want to do or towards our growth or towards our expansion or we're in a certain way in a relationship with somebody or in a work situation or in our creative projects we say okay well I'm, I'm in my feelings I'm in my feelings right now I just don't feel like it or I wasn't feeling it or I don't feel good right so just think just think about this, this is a very light example and we're going to deepen this in a few moments but I want you to think about this like when is the last time that you committed that you were gonna do something for yourself. And then the moment came for you to do it, and you said, I don't feel like it. I wasn't feeling it. I'm not, I just wasn't in the mood. I just wasn't in the mood, okay? And so when this happens, you have to notice. I'm gonna go back to this slide. Do you have your feelings or are they having you? When you wanted, when you're saying and you're committed that you want to do something for yourself, for your life, for your growth, for your for the world, for social justice, for the movement, okay? And so we ask ourselves, if you get in that space, I don't feel like it. I'm not in the mood. Do your feelings have you? Or do you have your feelings? So we're just going, you know, I'm just leaning us into this because we're, I'm like, y'all know I'm coming, I'm coming with you. This is just the beginning, okay? And so when we talk about this idea and this concept of emotional health, I want to be very clear about this. This is important because this is something that we're throwing around all the time, emotional health and wellness and well-being. The actual definition of emotional health has nothing to do with always feeling good always feeling peace, always feeling love, always feeling good or gratitude. Emotional health, I need y'all to look at me, okay? Emotional health means you have the capacity to feel, period. It's not about feeling good. It's not about feeling peace. It's about being able to feel, P 
period, having the capacity to feel with and paint with the full spectrum, full palette of your emotional wheel, not just the emotions that are easy to feel. And this is what resilience is all about. And they actually even did some incredible studies. I cited some of this in my book that studies have shown, there's several, that faking a smile is actually more detrimental long-term to your emotional health than actually just allowing yourself to feel sad. And so we can all think of those moments in our lives where we've forced ourselves to go do something or we forced ourselves to be in a relationship that we didn't want to be in or we forced ourselves to be at a party when we really were exhausted and wanted to go home or we forced ourselves away from the truth of what was happening inside of us but in a way that was out of alignment with our truth that was out of alignment with who we wanted to become and so I want you to have that understanding that emotional health doesn't always mean feeling good. It means you have the capacity to feel. Now, I know some of you as I'm talking right now might feel like I'm saying two different things, okay? So I want you to to follow me here. This is by one of my mentors, Jim Selman. And And he said, this is a quality of great leaders. Great leaders know, okay, that you cannot let your emotions dictate your commitment to your path, okay? So understand this. If my emotions were the commitment to my path, dictating that, then every time I was tired, every time I felt overwhelmed by what was happening in social justice, every time I felt like angry about it, every time I felt over it, like I just didn't want to deal with it, then I would be not committing to the path that I've set forward for myself, okay? And then at the same time, At the same time, you can't deny your emotions and instead what we want to do is let them inform us. I need you to understand this. So when Jim is saying, don't let your emotions dictate your commitment to your path, and at the same time we're saying this same thing of don't deny your emotions, instead let them inform you, you have to understand that there's this dance happening together. So when you're talking, when we're talking about this, we have to have this clear distinction. This is why having a vision is so important. This is why I talk about a vision so much in my work. Because if you have your path, for example, Alonzo, who's going to be our special guest today, is on this incredible rise, an incredible path to being a recording artist. And he is a recording artist, but to being a world-renowned recording artist. This is his path. And throughout that path, you're going to have many emotions. I'm over this. This is not going good. This is going great. This is going amazing. I'm disappointed in myself. I feel sad. I feel like I failed. I feel all these different things are going to happen on that path. But if you let your emotional state, which is fleeting and passing, emotions are meant to change. That's what they do. None of them stay forever. If we let our emotional state dictate our commitment to our path, then we're not actually on a path. We're just constantly kind of oscillating with our emotions, okay? Now, at the same time, you have to recognize when your emotions are informing you something about your path or about where you're headed or if you're off your path or if you're doing something that is unrelated to your path. Like, for example, the example that I gave earlier of like, okay, 
simple thing. Your path is about you becoming, you know, is you working on your body. Okay. And then you decide that you want to go to some party where everybody's happy. Okay. Let me give it, let me actually give a better example. Let's say you've decided that part of your path is sobriety and you have decided that you're not drinking. Okay. This is your path. This is where you're going. And then somebody invites you to some party at your favorite bar that's going to have all your favorite drinks. And you're excited and you feel like going right? You feel like going and your feelings are telling you and informing you that you're actually excited to be there. Okay. So if you go and then in that moment you're having fun and you decide, I feel like drinking, right? I feel like drinking that in that moment you have to decide what are these feelings informing me of? So there, it's not saying that you, the feelings control where you're headed on your path. It may not mean, well, I felt like drinking. So I just drank. Well, no, that's not on your path. Or you understand what I'm saying? But what the feelings can inform you of is that you may not be as far healing, done healing as you need to even be in that environment in the first place. Or what it might be informing you is that you can be in that environment, but you're not feeling open and wild enough, or you're not feeling free enough in yourself. And so we can stay on the path, be conscious of our feelings, okay, of what's coming up and let that inform us as we're moving forward. Can I get somebody in the chat box to let me know if you're following me on this? Because this is complex, right? On the one hand, we don't let our feelings dictate our path. But on the other hand, we honor and claim and feel so that it can inform us in the direction that we're going. Okay? So this is super powerful. I love this. Meta Mike said, our emotions are like ocean waves, constantly shifting with the ties. tides. Yes. Susan says, it's knowing how to confront without letting your feelings get in the way. And love it, mom. I'm glad you're posting your Zoom stuff on there. Yay. So great. Y'all are with me. Okay. So let's take this a step deeper. Now, let's take this a little step deeper. And I'm going to, um, let's see. Perfect. So this is something that I said in the prayer. And what is super important of why you can't just ignore your feelings as you're on your path. Because if you're ignoring your feelings when you're on your path, then you're not feeling and what you don't feel, you can not heal. What you don't feel, you can not heal. You'll continue to push it down. And what we push down, y'all know what happens. When you continue to push something down over and over for long enough, what happens? It ends up seeping out into your life, into places that it doesn't belong. If you're not feeling that pain of the loss or the grieving or the death of your mother or a loved one or something like this in your life, then you're pushing it down, pushing it down. You're not letting yourself cry. You're trying to be strong. You're just trying to move on. You're trying to go towards your path because you don't have time to feel then all that's going to happen is it's going to seep up into all these spaces in your life where it doesn't belong. Where it doesn't belong. And so this is a super important thing to name because you can't avoid it. It's going to end up showing up in your body. It's going to end up showing up in you gaining weight. It's going to end up because you haven't healed or worked on the wounds. It's going to end up showing up in sickness, in dis-ease, in blowing up at your kids in getting angry at your partner, in getting irritated and waking up in a bad mood and feeling anxious and breaking down your immune system. 
It's gonna show up in all these ways. Explodes later, that's right, mom. And then this is what, I love this. Alonzo just said, do not make permanent decisions with temporary emotions. That's it, man. What we have to remember, y'all, is that what I just said, first of all, what you don't feel you can't heal, and then this one right here, which takes it to the next level, which Sheila Marie, many of y'all know she's like a sister to me now, and, and I work with her on my self-love course and everything, is what doesn't heal repeats. What doesn't heal repeats. I want you to feel that. And this is why our healing and us feeling is so important and related to what we're doing for this movement for social justice and change because we are healing for the generations forward and backward. We are healing right here in the center. Many of you here, and if you're, if you're, in the, if you're gonna be in the liberation experience, throw your hands up. I know se several of you all here are gonna be in the liberation experience with us. You can throw little hand emojis up or something or a smiley face. And what's super important with this to name, why we even are doing like the infinity model that I created is because this is the past and the future healing right now in the present. And what you do in the present affects where the future goes and that weaves and it is all weaving back and forth through the past. Hi, Erica, I see you here. E. Taylor, I, I don't know why I just am assuming your name is Erica, but I think it might be. <laughs> so, um, and what we have to remember, okay, is that this work is for your kids and for the kids' kids and the kids and the people you don't even know. And our ancestors, familial and not, that we don't even know. And so you have to think, as I'm talking, I want to be very direct about this, okay? This has to do, you have to take into account your emotional history. And when I'm talking about emotional history, remember, I'm not just talking about you, the individual you in this body. I'm talking about all that you are as it relates to your past, present, your family, how you grew up, the trauma that you deal with, how comfortable you were expressing emotions in your family, how not comfortable you were expressing emotions in your family, how people of your race or caste or religion or whatever have been historically in their ability to express and claim their emotions. So I've been reading this incredible book that I'm gonna uh, do a quote from later named um, uh, Cast by Elizabeth Wilkerson, okay? Um, Isabel Wilkerson. I'm so sorry. I don't know how I messed that up. Her, the book is called Cast by Isabel Wilkerson. And she is incredible. It's actually probably the most important book that I've read ever. <laughs> and it's a lot. It's a lot to read. But one of the amazing things that she pointed out is, you know, we have this image of African-Americans, for example, of black people being strong like black people being strong and there's this value that we have like being a strong black man, like being a strong black woman and like stuff can go on and you won't cry. You can go to a funeral and you won't cry and like don't cry and like as long as you're strong, like I, I gotta be strong for them. And we look back at where this comes from in our emotional history. So you might say, well, this is what my grandma did and this is whatever did. They took it back, this emotional aspect. And I want you to think about this for your own heritage and how this works in your own religion and how the background and ancestry goes for you. So check this out, okay? What this comes from, I want you to listen to me how crazy this is. What this comes from emotional history-wise is African-American people, black people, during slavery had to be up on the chopping block, okay? When their kids and families 
were getting torn apart and separated. Mothers being sold away from kids, kids being sold away from their fathers and other siblings, having to actually get physically assaulted where they would have the women strip completely naked on a stage in front of hundreds of people who were gonna buy them and they would use their hands to touch their vaginas and do all these things to see how they felt because if the if the white men raped and impregnated the African women, then they would get more slaves so they would have more money. So they wanted to see how their wombs were and they had to stand there and do it on the stage. And during all of that separation and all of that feeling, a husband watching hundreds of men touch his wife, kids watching their mom naked, moms watching their seven-year-old daughters get touched and, and felt upon in front of an entire crowd of people. If they cried, if they did anything but stand there and smile, they had to do it with a smile on their face. If a tear rolled down their eyes, then what that showed was that they were weak and they would get sold for less. And if they got sold for less or if they didn't get sold, they would get put back home and be given 40 lashes whipped across the back that they had to count. And so they learned to actually, no joke, they had to perform and dance and sing to show how much they could do, that they could perform for the big balls and the big galas while their kids were getting taken off, not being able to hug and say goodbye, not being able to kiss them, not being able to look at them as they get taken off, never to be seen again. This is American history, okay? And so this is absolutely important, okay? This is so important. Because for African-American people, it is trained through our ancestry, meaning the, those of us who were able to not feel stayed alive. Those of us who were good enough at not feeling stayed alive and those genes got passed forward, okay? And so this is why your history, all the way back up to what you think is just your family history, matters. And I know this is deep. I know you probably feel a lot of emotions coming up as I'm sharing this, but I know that I can keep it real with y'all right now, okay? And so for those of you who haven't read Cast, you gotta read this, okay? And like Susan said, my past has too much traumas. And Meta Mike says, this speaks how to generational trauma is so destructive, but it's our responsibility, responsibility, I love that, with the dash, to heal. Because when we heal, when we claim our feelings, then we're healing generations backwards and forwards for people who weren't allowed to do what we're able to do today. And so it is time for all of us to reclaim, okay? To reclaim our emotions. To reclaim our emotions. And so I'm gonna walk us through in just a moment something that I'm going to introduce to you that we're going to start using as a practice. And some of you may have seen this before and this may be new to some of you. So this on the screen right now that you're seeing is called the feelings wheel. And it's by somebody named Gloria Wilcox. Okay, and I know for some of you, if you're watching on your phones, this is probably teeny, teeny, tiny and you can't see it. So I'm going to enlarge it for you. But if you're watching on a computer, hopefully you can actually see some of the words. And I am going to walk you through a little bit of what this actually is and how it works, 
okay? So the feelings wheel, if you see it, you're gonna see that there's one, two, three, four, five, six colors that kind of delineate these different basic emotions. And if we start at the center, at the center of the wheel, you'll see that there's sad, mad, I'm going from left to right, purple is sad, red is mad, orange is scared, yellow is joyful, green is powerful, and blue is peaceful. So this is what Gloria Wilcox calls the basic emotions. And for those of you who are having trouble seeing this, and also for those of you who are listening on the podcast, I'm putting a link in the chat box, and there's also going to be a link in the description of the um, a link in the description of the podcast episode, so that you can actually pull up the full wheel in PDF form for yourself. So I put that in the chat box, but just be careful if you're on a phone, you clicking on that might take you away. <laughs> so just just be careful, okay? And so this is these are the basic emotions. So I want you to follow this with me. All right, I'm going to walk us through this, and then we're going to do a couple practices. So the six base emotions is what's at the center. And then when you kind of branch out from that, you see these connected emotions that give us greater descriptors, greater language to describe what we're feeling. And one of the things that I see that happens so often with so many of us is when we ask, when somebody asks, how you doing? Like, hey, what's up? Like, how are you? Right? We so often don't have the language to say how we're feeling. I'm good. I'm tired. I'm just a little off. I don't know. I'm all right. (laughs) Like, you know, like we don't have the language, but if we can't name it first, if we don't even have the language to name it, we don't even know what the hell we're feeling. And if we don't know what we're feeling, then we definitely can't feel it and we definitely can't heal it. So the naming almost comes first. Okay. And so this is going to give you the capacity to be able to name what you're feeling so that you know what you're feeling so that you can heal it for the generations forward and backwards. So let me put this back up. So what happens is you can either go from the inside out or the outside in. It doesn't matter where you start because sometimes you may have an easier time noticing a word from the outside that relates to what you're feeling and then that will help you understand the base emotion that you're feeling. So sometimes you might be like, oh, I'm just feeling mad. And then you'll go to the wheel and realize, oh, you're actually not mad, you're scared. And you don't even recognize it because you, you're not sure. So watch, I'm going to show this up close for y'all, okay? So I'm going to go to the top of the wheel here. And I, I enlarged it a little bit. And so what you'll notice is, for example, let's say you were just gotten a, a huge argument with somebody, okay? And you try to know, what am I feeling? What am I feeling? So you could either say, well, I'm mad. And so you go to the center and you say, okay, you're mad. And then if you go to mad and you realize, okay, there's angry, yes, I feel that, or I feel rage, do I feel hateful? Which one of these am I feeling? Maybe you feel multiple. And then you can go to the outside, which is how it kind of starts to show up on the external, like you feel frustrated or furious or irritated or skeptical. And these outer ones are related to the ones right below them. And then you might realize, well, I'm mad, but you know what I also feel? Like on the right side, I also feel confused. Or I also feel rejected, like you're seeing in the orange section. So you're not just mad, but you're also scared. And so we rec- we can recognize, wow, I'm actually mad, but I'm but I'm mad because, and I'm because I'm also scared. And what am I scared of, right? And then recognizing where all of these come from. 
So this is a really essential part of our process. And let me, let me tell you why. And we're going to go into a really fun practice in a moment. So one of the things that you have to remember when you're talking about your feelings, you guys, you all, <laughs> is that so often we have to think, are we talking about a feeling when somebody asks how we're doing or we're saying how we're doing? Or are we talking about a narrative? This relates super deeply to what I was talking about just in the beginning when I went to therapy with my ex, right? My ex-partner. And talking about, okay, I feel like he did this. Or I feel like I, I should do that. Or, you know, you even hear people when they ask how you're doing. You say, well, I'm good. I've been busy. Or, how, oh, how are you? Oh, good. You know, I'm about to do this and this and this. Or I'm good. I've been relaxing all day and I've been doing this and this and this. So notice, those things are not feelings. Those are narratives. So oftentimes, what we do instead of saying what we feel is we start to narrate what's happening or what's happened with someone else or how you would have done it or how they should have done it or whatever would have happened or even if it's not even a mad or bad thing, just like we end up saying, oh, how are you doing? Or how are you today? Oh, oh my God, it was a good day. Like I went to the store and I went to on, a camp, on a hike and I went here and went there. Has nothing to do with how you're feeling. And so after this session today, I think you're going to notice this in your life. And again, going back to this main concept of pretty much any time you say, I feel like, I feel like you're on the right track. Or on the, oh, I'm sorry. You're on the wrong track if you say, I feel like, okay? If you say, I feel like, you know that you're on the wrong track because you're not getting to an emotion. So here's what we're going to do, y'all. We have a really fun little moment planned right now. And this is what we're going to do. I'm going to take you through five different prompts, okay? And we're going to do this in a fun way so that people listening to the podcast can get it. And those of you who are here live can get it. And just so you know, the podcast is put up, like this episode isn't going to be out for 10 weeks. So you get the, we're 10 weeks ahead on the podcast. And so for those of you who want to listen to the old episodes on the podcast, it's great. But coming live is the only way that you actually get these sessions like live and in the moment. So I'm super grateful and really honor those of you who come live. And here's what we're going to do. We are going to, I'm going to give you five different prompts. There's going to be a couple videos, some music, a live music. I'm going to read something from cast and we're going to track our feelings using the emotions wheel. And we're going to type them into the chat box. Okay. And if you're watching the replay, you don't even have to worry about typing it in. Just make sure you feel it. And this is what we're going to do for every single one. This is how we start getting used to our feelings is we're going to look at the emotions wheel and then we'll say, what do you feel? And where do you feel it in your body? This is big. What do you feel? And where in your physical body can you recognize the sensation coming up? Is it in your gut? Is it in your heart? Is it in your arms? Is it behind your shoulder? Is it in your head? Is it behind your eyes? Is it on your nose? Is it in your elbow? You'll notice that our feelings as we go through this journey show up in different places in the body. And so this is a, a really important concept for us to get into. And now before you start beating yourself up about it, I need you to know this. Sometimes you won't know what you feel. Okay? Sometimes you don't know what you feel. And sometimes you won't know how to find it in your body. And that's okay. This is a practice. We get better and better at it over time. 
all right? So the main thing to remember is that this is not about controlling your feelings. I love this quote from Yolo Achille Robinson. He says, he says this, I do not believe you can control your feelings. What you can do is manage your behavior in relationship to your feelings. Okay, just let that sink in because this has to do with sometimes we think, well, being angry is bad. No, being angry is fine. But being angry and then your behavior that comes from that, being you hit somebody or you beat somebody or you, you cut something down or you do something destructive, the behavior is actually where the problem lies, not in the feeling itself. So, so, time, so many times we're trying to push down our feelings, but what we need to do is welcome the feelings, let it bathe us and move through so we're not pushing it down so that we can let it heal. And it doesn't have to keep showing up in our behavior and showing up in our lives in these ways. And this is really, truly a mindfulness practice. It really is. It's probably one of the deepest mindfulness practice because you can apply this level of mindfulness and emotional intelligence to every area of your day. So let's get into the practice, okay? We're gonna go from concept in to the actual practice itself, okay? And so we're gonna start with a video. And I'm gonna show you this video, and this is one of my videos, and every one's gonna be mine, and then we're gonna kind of transition through some different people. And so what you're gonna do is I want you to watch everything that comes up on the screen like a meditation. Like just really watch it and just track what starts coming up for you. And if you have the emotions wheel, remember I put the link there, I'll put it in the chat box again. Then, then put the emotions wheel up, okay? And I will also bring it back up onto the screen at the end of each thing. And when you're, when we finish, you're gonna type in the chat box what you feel, naming whatever emotions on the wheel you can find, and where you feel it in your body. So we're training ourselves right now. So let us dive into the first thing. This is a music video that I made about my grandmother who passed away. <clears throat> and it's a song that is very close to my heart called Here With Me, and many of you have heard it before, but I want you to watch this like a meditation and we'll jump right back into the feelings wheel just after that.
So right away, just hands over the heart and notice how do you feel? You can even close your eyes. What do you feel? It doesn't even have to be dramatic or it can be just, just see if you can feel into the quality first before you go to the wheel. And notice where you might feel it in your body, whatever it is. And then now go to the wheel, which is up on the screen, or it's in the PDF, okay? And I want you to see what on this, from the center out, or the, or the outside in, what is it that you're feeling? It's really, it can be a really powerful thing. So right now, I'm gonna read to you something from Elizabeth Wilkerson's cast. Okay, and um, I'm taking us in, okay, a little bit more deeply. And I want you to stick with me for this because this is, um, well, you'll see. So I'm pulling up my, my iPad to, to get this. So here it is, okay? This is from a chapter in Elizabeth Wilkerson's cast. Y'all, if you're not reading this book or listening to the audiobook, just do it. Oprah also has on her on her Oprah's podcast, Oprah's book club podcast, they're talking about it. So I'm reading here from my, from my iPad. This is from page 113 and 114 of cast. So I want you, as I'm going through this, to do the same thing. You might even close your eyes as you're listening, but just listen with your full presence and let the emotions rise and know where you feel it in your body. Okay, honoring what you're feeling. I know we're moving through some emotions pretty quickly here. All right, here we go. In December 1943, an earnest 15-year-old boy named Willie James Howard was working during the holiday school break at a dime store in Live Oak, Florida. This is in Florida. He was an only child, and having made it to the 10th grade, 
was expected to exceed what anyone else in his family had been able to accomplish at that time. That December, he made a fateful gesture, unknowing or unmindful of a central pillar of caste. He was hopeful, this little boy, so I'm talking about the little boy now, 15 years old, he was hopeful and excited about his new job and wanted so badly to do well that he sent Christmas cards to everyone at work. In one Christmas card to the one girl his age named Cynthia, who worked there and whom he had a crush on, he signed with L, with love, for love. And so obviously for a 15-year-old boy, he has a crush on another little 15-year-old girl there, and he sends Christmas cards to everybody because he in the whole company because he's excited about his job. And here's what happens. It says, it would seem an ordinary gesture for that time of year, sweet even, but this was the Jim Crow South, and the boy was black, and the girl was white. She showed the card to her father, and then word got back to young Billy James that his card had somehow disturbed her. So to help fix that, on New Year's Day, 1944, this is not that long ago, y'all, 1944, he hand-delivered an apologetic note trying to explain himself to the young girl. Here's what he said. He said, I know you don't think much of our kind of people, but we don't hate you. All we want is to be your friends, but you won't let us. Please don't let anybody else see this. I hope I haven't made you mad. And he added a rhyme at the end. I love your name, I love your voice. For a SH, for a sweetheart, you are my choice. The next day, the girl's father and two other white men dragged young 15-year-old, by the way, Willie James and his father to the banks of the Suwannee River. They hogtied Willie James and held a gun to his head, a 15-year-old boy. They forced him to jump and forced his father at gunpoint to watch him drown. They hogtied the boy, put a gun to his head, and forced him to jump into the river while he was all tied up, hands and feet, and forced his father to watch him drown. Held captive and outnumbered as the father was, he was helpless to save his only child. The men ended up, this is what ended up happening, the men ended up admitting to authorities that they had abducted the boy, that they indeed did it, they admitted to that, and bound his hands and feet, but they said that he just jumped and drowned on his own. Within days, the boy's parents fled for their lives, and then a young Thurgood Marshal of the NAACP alerted the Florida governor to no avail. The NAACP field secretary, Harry T. Moore, managed to convince the boy's parents to overcome their terror and and sign affidavits about what happened that day their son was killed. Check this out. It ended up going to a local grand jury, and the jury refused to indict the boy's abductors, and no federal prosecutors would intervene. No one was ever held accountable or ever held to account or spent a day in jail for the death of Willie James. His abduction and death were seen as an upholding of the caste order. Thus, the terrors of the Southern caste system continued, carried forth without penalty, sanctioned as it was by the U.S. government. The caste system had not become simply Southern, had become not simply Southern, but American. That's from 
Isabel Wilkerson's cast. Hands over the heart, feel it. What do you feel? 1944, a 15-year-old boy had a crush on a little girl. Father had to watch him jump into the, into the river, tied hands and feet. No one suffered a consequence who paid, who did the crime. So go ahead, what do you feel and where do you feel it? This is our practice. What do you feel and where do you feel it? Where in your body? Look at, try to not just use your brain. Try to use the feelings wheel. The reason why I'm, I'm inviting you all to use the wheel is because it's gonna expand your understanding of your vocabulary of what you think you're feeling. So just try to use it. You might even feel multiple things. You could pick multiple things off of the wheel. This is big. And so as we're feeling this, we're allowing it to heal because you have to recognize, okay? I told this story in the beginning about African-Americans who had to push down their feelings and emotions up on the chopping block. But I need you to also recognize the cut off of humanity that's required of everybody in a racist caste system. The white people in that moment to see a boy drowned and have his father do it, they also have to cut off their humanity and their emotions that might be connected to that humanity. And so we're all affected by this in different ways, but we're all affected by this. So when you look, when I'm talking ancestry, remember these are both all of our ancestors, right? The things that the white people were doing and the things that the African-Americans were doing. These are all our ancestors. And all of what we are today is in part created from that. So this is how it's healing. Past, present, future, in the now. I think you guys are starting, you all are starting to feel why this is all so important for us to be doing and why I'm so committed to us doing this work on a deeper level. Because if you notice, this isn't about, we're not talking about racism. This is about what's underneath it. And that's what the liberation experience and everything that I do is about what's underneath it. Because if we don't go to what's underneath it, it's like just treating sickness versus creating wellness. Two totally different things. All right, let's go to the next thing. This is a, we're, we're, we're shifting the energy a little bit, okay? So uh, this, our brother Trey, who's here today, this warmed my heart so dramatically. So we have a few more things. Our brother Trey... Um, who is an incredible member of our community. Trey's in the chat box right now. Trey, say what's up. And just remember, I know I'm kind of pulling us through different feelings. It's all good. You're good. Like what I'm trying to help you notice is that the, this is what feelings do. Emotions, they come, they go. They come, they go. They come, they go, right? And so that's the part of why we can't attach to them as it relates to our path because this is what they're supposed to do. So next up, you're going to see this video of Trey, that Trey posted on Instagram of him singing our song, Unbounded. So I want you to watch this, it's very short, and uh, then we're gonna check in with how we feel. So just chime in, pull your energy in, we're on the next chapter, and watch this with all of your energy. We rise together, stronger than ever now. We rise up, we rise up now. 
Our voices matter The chains we shatter now We rise up We rise up now I matter, you matter We matter now Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm coming, we're coming The truth comes out So bring them out, bring them out, y'all We found it Our voices coming out Unbounded We claim our freedom now Go Trey! <laughs> Isn't that awesome? So just now into your heart I'm going to put it back up Go to the feelings wheel First, check in with your body before you try to go outside of yourself to the wheel. What are you feeling? Where do you feel it? Has it moved? And now go to the wheel. So you see how this moves. So just notice, okay? I want y'all to notice. We've been doing this practice right now that we're doing for about 13 minutes. And in the last 13 minutes, we've gone from terror and despair to to rage and guilt and anger to now delightful and joyful and happy and hopeful. This is what your emotions are supposed to do. But when we sometimes get into those other emotions, we run away, right? So how can we learn to practice being present for all that's being informed, all that's coming through us in this wave of emotions? What is it here to teach us? What is it here to show us? All right, we got a couple more. Okay, so, and I have a very special surprise for you for the last one, so stay tuned. So the, the next one that's coming up is another little video, okay? And this one I found, well, I won't say how I feel. So great, Trey says, powerful, appreciated in my smile. Beautiful, I love all these ones. So we got two more, okay? So here comes another. We rise together. What would it take you to vote for Trump? <laughs> What would it take for you to vote for Trump? <laughs> I mean, I'm not even trying to be funny, but it's just like... <laughs> it's not even funny. You gotta use your imagination. I really gotta use my imagination. <laughs> <laughs> Can you think of any scenario? <laughs> the fuck? Oh my goodness, that one just kills me. So again, just simple. Sometimes it doesn't have to be that dramatic, right? Simple. Go in, notice. What do you feel after watching that one? Track it in your body. What is the emotional quality? 
and then open your eyes and look at the wheel and see if you can find some different words. What did you feel? Maybe multiple things showed up for you. What did you, what did you notice? So the, this next one that we're going to go to is really special. I have a special guest coming in the house and I'm super excited to, to introduce you all to our special guest today. And this is Alonzo. Alonzo, say what's up. Hey. So hey. everybody, this is Alonzo. You've seen him so often. I think we should switch sides. Hold on. So I'm going to put myself. Oh, there we go. So <laughs> we have Alonzo, who is an incredible member of our community and who is just absolutely amazing. And Alonzo is going to play and sing a song for us. But before we begin, Alonzo, I just want to check in of how this has been um, for you as you're you're claiming and naming all the ways that you're feeling. Yeah. Uh, well, that last one was, I felt really relieved because the other ones were really powerful emotions for me. Mm -hmm. So that one was, it was light and relieved. Like I was just ready to laugh. Yeah, and I think, you know, I think this is super important to name, Alonzo, because what we're doing, right, is we're noticing that, like, our emotions have such a big range, right? And, like, sometimes they're big, serious emotions that feel, like, really big and overwhelming and scary, and sometimes they're light, but they're always, like, running through our bodies. And so I know that you, um, you know, share and express a lot of emotion in your music, yeah. which is, uh, we wouldn't call that light. And so I wanted to to take you to take people into the emotional experience of, uh, of your music uh, right now, if you would give us the honor. Well, this isn't my song. This is a, a song called Nothing Else by Cody Carnes, but whatever I sing, it's always an emotional experience for me, so. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and family, everybody in between, welcome Alonzo. Take me back to where we start. 
Okay, so everybody, just for a moment, just drop in. Notice what you feel. I'm going to put the feelings wheel back up with us. How do you feel? How do you feel? What a blessing. So I want you to talk nice and loud into the microphone and just... Even as somebody performing, like how do you feel and where do you feel it in your body after that? Because it'll be different than all the rest of us. Yeah. So it's it's always in my my stomach area that I'm always feeling my nerves when I sing. And so whenever I finish singing, if I feel that I connected, I usually feel this sense of like connection. Mm. to what just happened and so I'm just feeling that in my stomach right now just like I feel connected to love and light and um, 
It's so beautiful. Yeah. I think it's so beautiful because what and what you're saying really illustrates what we're talking about here. And people are saying what they're feeling. So just notice what you awakened in people, pensive and lower back, trusting in the navel, awake and full of love for that gorgeous voice, content, open in my chest and throat, Anna said, satisfied from your chest to your fingertips, peaceful all over, peace and supported, like my whole body is floating in water sentimental and serene amazing voice alonzo that was so beautiful serene thankful connected yes so just what i but i want to want to name for you is just notice how much of an example this is like you said in the beginning like sometimes i feel that nervousness in my stomach right and like if you allowed that nervousness to control your commitment to your path then you may not do it because of the feeling right but notice you do a well right or a lot of things. You may not do it well. You may not do it at all. You may not, whatever. And so we're just noticing how much of a change in the fluctuation happens, but we still stay committed through our path. My mom said she feels peaceful through her toes. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's beautiful. Alonzo, um, I put a link to your Instagram um, in the chat box, but I also want everybody else to know if there's somewhere in particular you can say that people can also hear on the podcast where they can go to see your music and your incredible music videos that you have out and all of that. Yeah, Instagram is is where I'm at and that's the, where I'm the most active and um, I'm always here with you guys. So. And your Instagram yeah. is at story of Alonzo. Yep, at story yep. of Alonzo. So I just put that in the chat box and I'm also putting in Alonzo's um, new music video, which isn't isn't church friendly, y'all. So it's just, not it's not church friendly. <laughs> so thank it you so- from a good place though. It does. So thank you so much, Alonzo, for joining us. I'm super grateful to have you here. Love I love you, you. Justin. Love, love you. you, bye. Just so y'all know, Alonzo is like an incredible part of his community. He's here with us every week. And y'all know I love to bring you forward and to share your talents. And, and I really am super grateful for you bringing your gift and sharing to the world with the authenticity can, that you do. If I can speak for all of these 800 people here, is that we are grateful for you. Oh, well. And so thank you. I'm grateful for y'all. All right. Bye, Alonzo. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye. So everybody, we are towards the end of our session today. And... What an incredible moment that we've gotten to share together, you know, to really dive into our feelings. And this emotions wheel is something that I want you to use. So I'm going to skip forward a little bit. So excuse me as I'm skipping forward through the slides for our ending right now. And I want you to think right now, just as we close, what is your main takeaway for this practice today? Hands over the heart, close your eyes for a moment. We covered a lot today. So what is the number one thing that you want to make sure you take away from this session today? Number one thing. Just think about it. And then make a commitment that whatever that number one thing that you remember, that you're going to share it with somebody today. You're going to share it with a family member, or a friend, or somebody you're on the phone with, or somebody you're seeing later, or talking to later, or even posting online, or whatever you want to do. And I'd love for you now to type that into the chat box so you remember. Type into the chat box what your main takeaway was. And here is our practice that I'm going to give you. This is a really fun power action that I'll give you for the week. Keep the emotions wheel on your phone and set a timer, or an alarm rather, a repeating recurring alarm on your phone 
for the same time every day. Any time. It could be 3 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 6 o'clock, whatever you want. And I want you, as soon as that timer rings every day for a week, to just go to the wheel and check in with how you're feeling. And go to, go to the wheel. Don't just do it. Like the point of the wheel is to help you gain capacity and get larger knowledge and awareness around your emotional states and the language to use around it. So you go to the wheel and you go, okay, first, what am I feeling? You close your eyes, check it. Where do I feel it in my body? And then go to the wheel and try to name it. And this will expand your capacity in so many beautiful ways. Because just remember, what you don't feel, you can't heal. And what doesn't heal repeats. This is the power of our emotions. Your golden nuggets, Anna, pausing to feel your feelings. And you can have more than one emotion at the same time. And this journey that we went on together today, this journey that we went on together today, is taking us into greater capacity for healing. And this This is the power of emotions. I love you all so much. I'm super grateful to be here with you. I mean, it really is just the greatest gift to be here with all of you. And um, we rise together. This is Justin Michael Williams signing out. And I'll meet you right here in this special place in our next session. I love you. Bye for now, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Kingdom Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to rate it or subscribe. But most importantly, to send this episode to a friend or to someone you love. The only way we're going to see change in this world is by each of us spreading messages of hope into the corners of the world where only you send this today to someone who needs it. I'm sure they'll thank you for it. This is Justin Michael Williams signing out. I love you and I'll meet you right here in this special place in our next episode where we rise together.